wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberman, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and to create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1003 of our trek, and it is time for Philosophy Friday. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek called life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer questions that you might like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask dad or Gramps questions about many areas of life. Understanding ourselves better and how others interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. This can be achieved by utilizing a profound tool called the Enneagram. The tool that we refer to as the Enneagram is a circle with nine interconnected points. Ennea refers to nine and Gram refers to a drawing. Check out today or prior week's wisdom journal for a representation of it. I have also included in today's wisdom journal a copy of the Enneagram at a Glance, which was compiled by Suzanne H. Eller. If you'd like a PDF copy of this, click on the link in today's wisdom journal located on our website at wisdom-trek.com. For additional insight, I would also recommend the book called The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabil. It is an excellent book about the Enneagram journey to self-discovery from a Christian perspective. We have concluded our deep dive into the nine personality types, which are the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. Last week, we began a series of episodes on the type combinations. What are the potential relationship benefits and issues with each combination? Covering all the 45 different potential type combinations will take us several weeks, but will be very valuable in understanding each other, regardless of what type you are and what type those whom you interact with each day. Since we are exploring the Enneagram in detail, I would also recommend reading the Wisdom Journal each Friday to see the diagrams presented each week. As helpful as the Enneagram is, though, keep in mind it is still only a tool and cannot replace or usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. We are responsible for all the decisions and actions that we make in life, and those decisions and actions must be in harmony with God's precepts. So the question for the next several weeks will be, Hey Gramps, why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So today let's continue the Enneagram Type Combinations. And the first one for this week will be the Enneagram Type 1, the Reformer, with the Enneagram Type 4, the Individualist. What each type brings to a relationship. Enneagram 1s and 4s have an intense mutual interest to bring something good and beautiful into the world. Both are idealistic and concerned with getting it right in their work and self-expressions. Both see how things could be, how a project could become an expression of an ideal form if all went well. By working together, something universal and transcendent could result in their work and in their relationship itself. Once bring a desire for objectivity, truth, 
value and reason to a relationship. They offer self-discipline, good work habits, and regularity to a relationship. Ones are conscientious and will sublimate themselves and their personal needs for the greater good, including the shared vision and goals that they feel would be the core of a relationship itself. Ones can act as valuable sounding boards for fours, offering advice and wisdoms when fours get confused about the multitude of their feelings and their self-doubts. Fours bring creativity, intense feelings, sensuality, spontaneity, inspiration, and the ability to tap into their dreams, their unconscious, and other universal forces. Their expressiveness and emotionality can be a welcome counterbalance to the one's typical formality and sense of order and reason. Fours give one's permission to explore and express a full range of one's feelings and passions. Ones help fours actualize their dreams by supporting creativity with healthy self-discipline and appropriate structure. In general, ones bring self-restraint to a relationship, which may act as a model for the fours, who tend to be unregulated. Both types have a taste for refinement, beauty, and the cultivation of the arts, and if both appreciate what the other offers, they can make a long-lasting productive teams that helps the balance and limitations of the others while bringing out qualities that each other's lacks one of the primary functions of all good relationships. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between ones and fours? A relationship between ones and fours can sometimes be like mixing oil and water. They tend to separate quickly because they see things from opposite points of views. Ones think that they are almost always sensible and objective, while fours do not try to be objective. They want to see things from the subjective, personal side. While both brings a kind of idealism to their relationship, it is usually idealism applied to different things. Ones will be idealistic about social causes, morality, politics, and global issues, while fours are idealistic, even perfectionistic, about aspects of their personal lives, their lifestyles, their mates, and their choice of work. Both can reinforce each other's sense of superiority, leading to elitism and snobbery toward others. Both can become disdainful and condescending toward those who have less breeding, taste, or sense of refinement, and the habit of being disappointed in others can be turned against each other as well. Both types are ironically highly aware of their impulses, their sensuality, their longings, and frustrations, but they both attempt to handle these issues by diametrically different ways. Thus, one of the biggest conflict between ones and fours is self-discipline versus self-indulgence between personal and emotional impulses, either being acted out, such as in fours, or being suppressed, such as in ones. Ones begin to see fours as hopelessly emotional, self-absorbed, and self-indulgent, while fours begin to see ones as insufferably rigid, judgmental, and cold. Fours can become angry, critical, intolerant, and self-righteous as low-functioning ones, and ones can become melancholy, self-pitying, alienated, and depressed as low-functioning fours. In short, ones and fours may end up being disaffected with each other for being the way that they are. They are not the imagined ideal. Both can be unforgiving, keeping scores, and remembering long past hurts. The relationship can deteriorate into bitter frustration with each other and end as a result of rancorous arguments. Let's move on to the next type combination, the Enneagram Type 1, the Reformer, with the Enneagram Type 5, the Investigator. What each type brings to the relationship. Enneagram 1s and 5s are alike in many ways, particularly in a reticence to show emotion directly and in their identification with their minds. Both see themselves as fact-oriented, 
Although fives are more purely mental, while ones like to have ideas and philosophies to have a practical ramification. Both bring to the relationship a desire to be objective. They both want to avoid falling into sentimentality or to allow their feelings to cloud their mental clarity. Ones and fives share a rich mental life of intellectual stimulation, curiosity, and a multiplicity of mutual interests, from the opera to sports, to politics to economics to history, and so forth. Ones and fives often enjoy each other's company and intellectual stimulation, loving to debate and admiring the intelligence and expertise exhibited by the other. Unexpectedly, they tickle each other's funny bones. This pair loves to laugh together about life's absurdities. Child-rearing, traveling, building a house, sharing hobbies, and other complex activities are mutually stimulating and bonding for them. They are both highly respectful in personal boundaries, rarely being the other to make the first move in anything regarding intimacy unless they have a pretty strong signal from the other that that would be welcomed. Thus, ones and fives tend to bring a certain formality and courtesy to each other that can be charmingly courtful and old-fashioned. Ones add to this a concern with logic and order, with systematic thinking, attention to details, and the desire to improve the world around them. Fives bring curiosity, a willingness to be intellectually or sexually adventuresome, and a taste for the bizarre, illogical, and ability to relish disorder, chaos, and the lack of apparent meaning. There is quite affectionate appreciation in this pairing. If romance develops, it develops slowly but very deeply. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between types 1 and 5? As intellectuals both types tend to be, they are also opposite in important areas, and this can lead to conflicts and eventual breakdown in their relationships. Most seriously, ones tend to believe in the objectivity of certain truths and believe that once they are known, there is a possibility of arriving to objective certitude. Ones feel that their ideals and philosophies have given them the contact with some form of ultimate truth, and therefore they are living from a viewpoint in which acquiring certainty is a moral imperative. Fives, on the other hand, feel that there is no such thing as objective truth, merely possible interpretations of what seems to be objective reality. We may come to some degree of consensus, but that does not necessarily mean that, that our consensus reflects anything completely objective. It just means that we choose to think in the same way. Fives are thus skeptical and debunkers of certitude. They love to debate and deflate ironclad philosophies and self-righteously held positions wherever they find them. Thus, less healthy ones can drift into various forms of fundamentalism, while fives become the provocative nihilists, believing that there is no truth. In a relationship, both types find it is very difficult to change their basic philosophies of life, and they both find it difficult to respect anyone who believes the opposite of them. Yet both can respect the other's boundaries to a fault, not wanting to impose their own beliefs on the other's. The relationship can, thus, become cool and distant, impersonal and analytic, tinged with resignation and cynicism. Once feel that fives are too impractical and endlessly concerned with irrelevancies. Fives feel that ones are too serious and rigid and that they take their opinions far too seriously. Both can become too self-contained, evolving their lives into separate spheres and perhaps only getting together for an occasional meal, to sleep, or to solve some pressing problem. Coldness and isolation can take over and may last for years, without either of them realizing it very clearly, much less feeling that either of them can do much about it. And let's move on to our third type combination for today. 
and that is the Enneagram Type 3 Reformer with the Enneagram Type 6, The Loyalist. Enneagrams 1s and 6s are alike in many ways, and they are often misidentified with each other. Both are extremely hard workers, conscientious, serious-minded, and have a strong sense of duty and honor. They both care deeply about truth and commitment, and they both have the desire to serve others and improve the world. Both have a guiding sense of purpose, often led by deeply held beliefs and ideals. Of course, they can also bring other qualities that are especially their own. Ones bring a sense of reason and mental clarity, the ability to think clearly under pressure, and come to firm decisions quickly. They are more sure of themselves and their opinions than sixes tend to be. So ones often serve as the leader in a one-six relationship, making the final decision and taking responsibility for it. Ones also bring a concern for order and consistency, for logic and elegance that is sometimes lacking in sixes. They may also bring a distinct idealism that has little to do with personal loyalty or hero worship as it may in the sixes. On the other hand, sixes bring warmth, more emotional responsiveness and availability, generosity, and playfulness that can be endearing and which can make ones think twice about their certitude and positions. Sixes also have the ability to connect with people in a more direct and humane way than ones tend to do. These qualities are attractive to the other, and they can make this couple a dynamic yet very stable team, provided that their fundamental beliefs are in alignment. They take responsibility in relationship, sharing burdens and chores equally. They also feel that they can count on the other. They are steadfast, loyal, and faithful to each other, wanting to build a solid foundation together. Because both can count on the other, this gives them both rooms to relax, something they tend to need and do more often. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between ones and sixes? As stress increases, ones become more critical and judgmental of everyone, including themselves and their partners. They tend to be a clear case of all work and no play, making them fairly joyless and difficult to be around even in the average levels. Ones tend to feel that others are not trying hard enough, are not serious enough, or are not mature or meticulous enough, or certainly not as much as ones are themselves. This creates resentment and accusations and fairly constant bickering, which can be extremely wearing on sixes, much more so than they are on the ones. As they become more stressed, sixes become more increasingly emotionally reactive, worrying and insecure, looking to their partner to be the bulwark of stability and fairness. What sixes find instead are ones are more critical, fault-finding and rejecting, driving sixes deeper into their feelings of anxiety and insecurity. This often makes sixes begin to doubt the future of their relationships, feeling that they are likely doomed, which can often become a self-fulfilling prophecy. If tensions continue, sixes will become increasingly defensive and evasive. They will also tend to work harder and to stay away from home more frequently so that they can avoid spending time with the ones. Sixes will also find it difficult to talk directly about their feelings or fears, so little gets adequately aired out. As sixes become more inconsistent and unreliable, their reactions fuel the one's resentment and disappointment in them. Stalworth sixes begin not to show up or even to do a minimum of what is expected of them, driving ones into fits of frustration and apoplexy. Moreover, ones find the anxieties and defensiveness of sixes frustrating and they begin to become angry and condescending toward them. Ones will become increasingly cold and critical until sixes lash out at them, blaming them for their predicament. 
anger, resentment, accusations, and name-calling can be part of the picture as the relationship deteriorates. That covers the second three out of 45 possible type combinations. We will continue each week to look at an additional three combinations as we work our way through the numbers. Regardless of your personality type and the personality type of those whom you interact with, either in person or online, we must follow God's word as we are told in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And also in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Join us again next Friday as we explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Gramps episode. We will continue to explore type combinations and how best to maintain meaningful and productive relationships with each other. The information that we discover will allow us to unlock who we are as we travel on our trek of life and discover more about ourselves and others as we impact God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on those most important areas of life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to in the past 1,002 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so the D-Stays truck will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey. And then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.